Hi, I'm Kristen Johnston, and you're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. I went to a marvelous party. Don't even know the facts. The they go with their ideas. gut. Don't and have the only thing your gut cares about is money. Christopher, this is only going to work if we speak one at a time. Fine, you first, Eric. From the Sunset Strip in beautiful West Hollywood, California, it's The Dinner Party Show, the Internet's first live comedy variety show, with your hosts, New York Times best-selling authors, Christopher Rice. No, there's actually a new study that confirms every other child you see on the street is a ghost. <laughs> and Eric Shaw Quinn. I don't want to talk too much, but... Okay, no, we're no, going no. to take up a collection for the stained glass window. Now we want the dirt. Featuring reports from their largely unqualified staff of special correspondents. Sex is like Christmas. It's the not knowing what you're going to get that makes it exciting. New York is a giant trash island infested by has-been theater queens. If we're really serious about cutting federal spending, the biggest waste of public funds I can think of is Congress. Two snaps for Jesus! The Dinner Party Show. Everyone gets served. Tonight's live cast is streaming to you live and for free through the dinnerpartyshow.com and our free mobile app. And now, direct from the kitchen by way of the Get out of my office. It's your hosts, Christopher and Eric. Good evening, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and you're listening to the live cast of The Dinner Party Show for October 19th, 2014. And tonight we will not be discussing the fact that Catholic bishops destroyed what would have been a landmark message of acceptance for gays and lesbians when they convened their Synod of Bishops this week. What a surprise. Except to say that a synod sounds like something that should take place on a spaceship. I know, right? A spaceship that will hopefully blast the more primitive members of this morally confused real estate developer into outer space. Oh, yes. Speaking of outer space, Mm -hmm. we here at the Dinner Party Show personally think, personally think, rumors (laughs) that the Vatican is hiding alien technology are more relevant and interesting than the bigotry of its largely closeted hierarchy. And to them, we say, go make some more robes and dresses, guys and mm-hmm. girls. Uh-huh. The big kids are talking, and they're doing it in the judicial system right here in the U.S. of A. Right. So uh, click your red shoes three mm-hmm. times and yeah. uh, Put on go back where you came from. Put on a hat. Uh, we also have nothing further to say about sitting Florida Republican governor, convicted felon, and Medicaid fraud, Rick Scott's recent refusal to participate in a political debate with his challenger for re-election because his opponent, former Republican and born again and born again Democrat. <laughs> born again yes, that's easy for you to say. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> not for me. Um, governor Charlie Crist, because Charlie had. A fan. <laughs> That's right. He had a small electric fan. So naturally, the governor refused to come out onto the stage to participate in a live televised event. Uh-huh. We feel there's really nothing more to say except that King George isn't looking so bad right about now if this is what passes for governance here in the colonies. Uh-huh. I hear he retired to Florida, too. <laughs> also not being discussed on tonight's live cast, the IRS investigation into Octomom. Oh, not her again. The Internal Revenue Service claims Nadia Suleiman most likely failed to report all of the earnings from her masturbation video. Oh, charming. And they're demanding she show them payroll records to prove how much she earned from pleasuring herself in front of a camera. That's what they're demanding she show them? <laughs> no word on whether or not they demand, they're demand. they demanding she show them the video. Thanks oh, for the stepping video. on my punchline. video. Oh, okay. But in a related a story, a dinner party show investigation has found the IRS guilty of giving Americans another reason to talk about Octomom. I wasn't actually, me- didn't mean the video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. 
I figure, you know, you pay your money, you take your chances. <laughs> yeah, especially with her. Right? Right? So that's two weeks. She's made the show two weeks in a row. I don't want to Even though we don't her. want to talk we about her. Kristen Johnson didn't her. want to talk about her either. Nobody's talking we about her. also Oxenheim. just want to fucking dance over the recent Supreme Court rulings, or lack thereof, that have cleared the way for all Americans, even the gay ones, to have equal rights to get married in 32 of our 50 states and counting. We hate to say it, but except in this one shining example, not since Dred Scott have the rulings of the U.S. Supreme Court been more partisan or corrupt. So we were further saddened, but not entirely surprised to learn that voting rights for all Americans living in Texas were severely limited by the court's furtherance of their own racist partisan policy this weekend. The new poll tax, masquerading as an anti-voter fraud ID law, which will deprive hundreds of thousands of Texans the right to vote, is part of a nationwide Republican campaign strategy to limit the rights of their opposition to vote against them. Mm -hmm. The whole corrupt affair sickens us and dinner is about to be served, so we will limit our comments to the single suggestion, hey, Republicans, you looking for new voters and more support at the polls? Why not try doing a good job? Mm. Even a bad one would be better than the one you're not doing now. I'll say, we will also not be discussing vague and unfounded accusations that the new ABC comedy Blackish is homophobic. Really? Frankly, we just don't see it. If you think a scene uh. in which a young boy winces at having his face accidentally rubbed in another man's crotch during a basketball game is homophobic, well... <laughs> I invite you to drop by the studio and see how Eric Shaw Quinn reacts when a strange man accidentally rubs his crotch in Eric's face. I was just thinking that. And Eric is one of the gayest men I know. The gayest. Maybe one of the gayest men any of us know. I think probably. Keep digging, LGBT bloggers. I'm sure there's another story you can spin out of the new fall TV season, like the nonstop rimming fest that is how to get away with murder. Woohoo! And so much more. <laughs> Why is your well, penis we on are... a dead girl's phone? <laughs> <laughs> I just had to say it. Right, hashtag, why is your penis on a dead girl's phone? What amazing writing. I'm telling you. <laughs> Move over, Shakespeare. Oh. <sighs> well, we are too appalled to speak to the hideous remarks by Russian Tennis Federation President Shamil... It doesn't Harpsichord. Shamil Harpsichord. Shamil Harpsichord. That's fine. Who was fined and suspended after after referring to top-ranked international tennis stars Venus and Serena Williams as the Williams brothers in a television interview. He apologized, saying that his remarks, which have been characterized as racist and sexist, and I would add homophobic, were just a joke and he didn't mean to offend anyone. To which we say, fuck you, you vodka-soaked moron. Just kidding. JK. We also pause to say only that, thank heavens, that is Russia spins off into an orgy of fascism driven by an anti-minority authoritarian dictatorship. I said it. You got it right. As they begin their westward march of aggression and European land grabs, we have a firm policy of isolating them from Western diplomacy while surrounding them with a group of countries bound by treaty to defend one another as we freeze Russian assets and damage their economy with sanctions. That worked out great in World Wars One and Two. So, <laughs> this fine on the tennis guy, that should fix it. We know it's a stretch from a story about tennis, so that really is all we'll say about it until we get the chance to say, I told you so. Uh -huh. As for everything else, it's still on the table on tonight's live cast of The Dinner Party Show. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Enjoy the hors d'oeuvres, but don't fill up. There's plenty more to come. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And I have to say, that was the most polysyllabic not report we have ever had to get through. There were a lot of syllables the in most there. most syllables of any single not report, really. Were, and were we, we counting? Well, we if you in, include the syllables we added during the rehearsal of it before we went oh on my the God. live show. Did, I think I added three extra syllables to the word dictatorship. Authoritarian. Yeah, and the personal lolly. Personal Ollie. Personal Ollie. Um, we have an Instagram account now, which uh, feeds to our Facebook page, and our people interact <laughs> with us. We have joined the 21st century already in progress. I fucking, Hi, everyone. I hate Instagram. It's why we didn't join it until now, but I see the use of it, and you know, I think people really respond to photographs. Anyway. Well, who wouldn't want to join us now? <laughs> <laughs> what a pitch, Christopher. I, we're not trying to 
trying to get an endorsement deal from Instagram. Always putting the shine on all of our new marketing efforts here at the Dinner Party Show. Christopher Rice, reluctantly, it actually sounds like me talking about Twitter, so whatever. Uh, okay, so they're all going nuts over this photo in which you were allegedly trying to draw on my face while I was taking a nap in the lobby. Mm. Don't. Don't tell him. Oh. Like, he hasn't passed a mirror yet. <laughs> yeah, and there's a live video feed uh, giving our show to everyone. Okay, listen. It's my revenge for that Eric, enough picture ch- of enough me chatter. you posted last week. Uh, enough chatter. Something Worst very, picture I've ever very important is ever happening taken. this week. I know. What is it? On Tuesday, my new book, The Vines, goes on sale. Well, finally. That's not the right sound, but just, this is going to be the Vine sound. <laughs> I couldn't get to the kid's hotkey, so we're going to do a cat. No, do the right sound. Yeah, okay, here it is. Is it here? Is it here? Is it- Yay! Right? As Kristen Johnson said, get those fucking kids out of here. So somebody very kindly called. We usually, our party line is open for questions and comments for our guests, and we have some for our guests this evening, Alec Mappa and Calpurnia Adams. But somebody had a question for me for a change. Oh, and let's, you know, the show's real. Hi, Eric. My name's Amy, and I'm calling from San Augustine, Florida. Hi, Amy. I'm curious whether we can pre-order the Vine with an autographed edition. I know you write a campaign for the Heaven's Rise to get people to pre-order. I've looked on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and pretty much Google, and I can't see where you can pre-order um, a book for the Vines. I've been a follower since I was 15. The first time I launched me to Barnes & Noble and was reading Anne Rice's books, and I said I wanted to buy a book. So she took me by and said this would be something you'd like. And, you know... 28 now, and I've still been reading every single book you've written. So I appreciate it, and I really like all the work, and hope you have a good, good day. Thanks. Thank you. What a sweetheart. I love that Thanks, I was like... Amy. Sorry about all the shitty things we said about Florida. <laughs> we we really Florida. mean them, but still, we're still sorry. We're talking about your politicians, not your citizens. Right. Uh, thank you. I love that Mostly. story of like I'm Ann R- I'm kid Anne Rice. I'm Anne Rice Children's Edition. You know, if your right? mother likes it's Anne like Rice, Children's Valium. <laughs> it's like Children's Valium, which is not a real thing, <laughs> which we had to break to my friend that his mother was giving him Let's her value. Which friend? We won't. We won't. We won't. Um, the answer to your question is no. <laughs> I'm sorry to put it that way. The campaign that I did last year was you received a signed manuscript page um, if you pre-ordered the book. We did not repeat that campaign again this year because um, we're publishing the book in sort of a different way. We are we're The book is going to be available forever on Amazon, as most books are these days. The digital bookshelf is never empty. And we're having a lot of giveaways here on the Dinner Party Show. We will give away signed uh, trade paperback editions of the book. And we will probably have another 24-hour flash giveaway of free digital editions of the book. Very cool. So um, stay tuned, and I believe we corresponded on Facebook about this very issue as well. Right, and there seems like there's some new way of electronically signing people's books or something. Somebody sent me this thing. I'll see if I can find it. Somebody, or maybe it was one of the uh, people from the party verse, one of the party people, um, sent me that, but uh, it was some electronic, yeah, it's it's just, it's right on the tip of my brain where there's some electronic. There is, but we're also going to, uh, somebody approached me recently at a romance convention. Maybe if I say electronic three or four just more Just keep saying electronic. I'm trying to save you here. I'm trying to walk us Thank out of this. God. Um, that Eric the, brings up something he doesn't know anything about. Uh, well, I'm about to say something I don't know much about, which is we are going to get in the business of actually signing physical books and returning them to people, and a woman who runs this as her sort of side business oh. knows how to set this up for us. So uh, for years, I didn't sign books in the mail because I lost so many of them and did such a bad <laughs> job. I, I, literally, I lost like four sign, first editions of Density of Souls that this one man sent me. Is I can't. actually his personal assistant. I, I, so I it's just really, can't. it's just, yeah, it's a catastrophe over there. Yeah, it's terrible. So anyway, the book goes on sale Tuesday. And you're going on tour. I in am going on weeks, tour. So maybe you'll get close enough for Amy to get in striking distance, you'll be in New Orleans. I'll be in New Orleans. I'll be in New York. I'll be, I don't think I'll be in Florida yet, but I will be in Florida in February at a conference called Coastal Magic, which is an urban fantasy and paranormal romance conference in Daytona Beach. So I, that's so the lots month of, of possibilities. February. But the main thing for everybody to know is that Tuesday, the books are actually on sale. on sale. You can buy a paperback version through Barnes & Noble. You can buy a digital and paperback version through Amazon. We were actually considering doing a countdown show to the moment that Christopher's book went on sale, and then we realized that there are four different time zones in the United States alone. Listen, I was ready. I was ready. We're gonna. We were gonna, we're gonna do, do like a 24-hour broadcast. <laughs> it was gonna be like a telethon. Right, Eric's kids. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. It's time to do Pacific. 
we, we've been taking Earl Grey enemas to stay awake. Right, and now their books are on sale in Guam, <laughs> and it's tomorrow, and I'm going <laughs> fucking bad. <laughs> well, we have a lot of party people joining us on the page, including my mother. The mother of Prince Lestat. The very first party person. She says Eric Shaw Quinn is our best foreign correspondent, or her favorite foreign <laughs> correspondent, and we should send you to Moscow. She's just trying to get rid of me. I'll say. That's a good way to get rid of you right now. <laughs> yeah, me and Vladimir duking it out. Riding horses together through right? Siberia. Shirtless through Siberia. Shirtless through Siberia with Vladimir. That sounds like it's a giveaway. my new romance novel. <laughs> Well, if they can write about Bigfoot sex, I don't see why Vladimir Putin's off the table. I think that would be just as terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. So, Eric Shaw Quinn, when are you going to be finished your little book that we've well, been Well, I'm actually tomorrow, my little book. That's the one you want to, <laughs> pardon me while I take off my shoe and beat his head in. Maybe we should go to commercial for that. Um, My little book, the editing for my little book actually starts tomorrow. Get out! I'm actually, yes, I. that's the rumor. Now, we'll see. I haven't received them yet, but um, my editor is supposed to send me the changes tomorrow. So this is this will be the big week when I get up and running. And then I'm already working on the sequel Fantastic. to that book even now so that it'll be ready to go when we're when the next book comes out. I hope in the spring. OK, excellent. Uh, that's enough about you. Anyway, <laughs> back it. to... Meanwhile, back to The Vines, I'm, which actually is available next Tuesday. It is available next Tuesday, and I'm looking at our show outline, and it appears you sent Jordan Ampersand out to do some sort of special about the countdown to publication. Well, you talked me into bringing him back onto the show this evening, oh, even after wow. Homeland Security put him on the no-fly zone and pretty much confined him to the greater West Hollywood area. So none of our other special correspondents were available to do this report. You had just to seemed, send... you know, like right. he's, he is our critic at large, so it okay. just seemed like the perfect choice. All right. Well, here's, uh, you know, Jordan Ambersand doing something that will allegedly be about my new book. Right. Critic at large, Jordan Ampersand, is not really what anyone would call a critic. We're large. But here, at the Dinner Party Show, he keeps us connected to the youth of America. Or more specifically, the youth of West Hollywood. Or, more specifically, gay men pushing 40 who still dress and act like they're the youth of America. Because his romantic history with my co-host, Christopher Rice, is the only reason Jordan is involved with this show in the first place... I decided to have him report on local excitement surrounding this week's release of Christopher Rice's new thriller, The Vines. Here's Jordan Ampersand. Good evening, dinner party show people. I'm critic at large Jordan Ampersand, coming to you from the streets of West Hollywood, America's number one gay strip mall. This Tuesday, October 21st, the new book from Anne Rice's Tall Gay Son is being published by someone who still cares about books. It's called The Vines, and it's the dark tale of a woman who unleashes a vengeful supernatural force from the soil under a restored plantation house outside New Orleans. Huh. In other words, it would be an awesome story if it didn't involve reading. Anyway... With excitement around Christopher's book, Building, allegedly, I thought this was the perfect time to hit the streets of West Hollywood and get answers to a pressing cultural question. Why the fuck do people still write books? Sir, can you stop touching me and tell us your name? It's Bill. Were you attacked, young man? Why aren't you wearing an entire shirt? What? No. Oh, no. This is precision piranha-style shirt shredding. It's really expensive. Okay, let's focus, sir. Our question of the day for the dinner party show is why do people still write books? Um, I, I guess because people like to read books. Yeah, that's not actually true. So could you answer the question? I read books. Seriously, how many have you read in the past year? Three. Okay, and how many of them weren't written by a reality television show star? Um, I need to go. Thank you for your time. And what's your name, sir? Pablo Rodriguez. Uh-huh. And what gym do you go to? LA Fitness on Hollywood. Mmm, good choice. And, like, what time of day do you usually work out? After work, like around six. Which one of these is the question of the day? I'm getting to it. Relax, LT Gray. Hi, ma'am. You look old. Do you read books still? Excuse me. I'm 
from the dinner party show and we're asking people stupid questions about reading because the hosts both write books even though no one reads books anymore. Only a rube would say something so ridiculous about literature. Is Steve Jobs a rube? Because before he died, he said he didn't care about the ebook business because only 30% of Americans had finished reading a book that year. Young man, the written word is how we impart wisdom and passion to one another across vast distances of time and geography. Nuh-uh, that's Instagram. Your generation, you're just impossible. Oh, well, um, which generation do you think I'm in? Okay, Pablo, do you own a car? I do, yes. Do you ever wash it yourself? Sometimes, yes. Mm, do you ever wash it outside? Um, yeah. This is really strange. These questions, they're, they're really strange. Patience, El Tigre. Hello, Andrew Christian Models. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Okay, quick quiz, bitches. Show of hands, how many of you finished reading a book last year? Wait, what? All of you? Bullshit. I want titles now. Mauritius? I read The Power of Now. It taught me how to be present for my unfolding career. Career? Okay, whatever. TJ? I read The Power of Wheat. It taught me how to get abs by being 21 and hungry. Yeah, sounds brilliant. Boris? I read The Power of Oh Yeah. It taught me how to land former studio executive who pay for everything and likes feet. All right, all right, enough. I get it. You're also fucking enlightened. Go stuff your underwear. Okay, just a few more questions, Pablo. Really? I need to get to work. So, if you were shirtless right now and someone was touching you, would you want them to touch you up or down? I thought you said you were going to ask me about books. Yeah, okay, fine. Why do people still write books? Well, perhaps they do it for people like me who at a very young age were touched by the magical surrealism of Gabriel Garcia Marquez and his ability to convey a borderless existence in landscapes and environments where old institutions failed to satisfy spiritual appetites. But maybe that's just me. Why do you think people still write books? Because books are amazing. Well, there you have it, dinner party people. Then you have what? You didn't say a word about Christopher's new novel. You really thought I would? Well, I, you know, I, I... Maybe a few days before his new book comes out isn't the best time to use me to punish Christopher for involving me in the show in the first place. You're changing the subject again. Books are dumb! They're not dumb! You're dumb. Ooh, am I rubber, too? You were supposed to find people excited to read The Vines. All you did was interview a bunch of morons in the middle of the least literate city in the country. Pablo turned out to be smart, which was kind of a total boner shrinker. You rigged the interviews, Jordan. And you sent me into the middle of the least literary city in the country and expected me to find people excited about Christopher's book. Who does that make dumber? I don't know. Which one of us thinks literary is a word? Whatever. I'm going home to not read. Yeah. Hopefully you won't read the warning label on anything flammable. Hi, I'm Christopher Rice, and in case that sketch didn't make it clear, my new book, The Vines, goes on sale this Tuesday, October 21st, from 47 North, a division of Amazon Publishing. It'll be available in trade paperback and digital editions via our website, thedinnerpartyshow.com, and from Amazon. I think you'll like it. It's very literary. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where the soup is hot, but the heads are hotter. Wow! It's the theme song of a rival internet radio 
our show called Nooner. And we're trying not to be upset about it. Hosted by our ho- guest tonight, Alec Mappa in Calpurnia Adam. I'm going to stop you. If if you saw like what our studio looked like in comparison to what your studio looked like, they're both there with iPads. I like, my notes are like on like a sticky. It's <laughs> on Calpurnia's forehead. Yeah. And you have right. to like. And there's yeah. a lot of real estate there. And we, we bar- I barely, and like it's, it's 15 minutes talking about whatever's on the sticky. And then and then it's a shit show for the for well, the rest of the time. They gave us a cardboard box to use as a studio, but I spray painted the inside while we were in it. And that explains the whole first show. So, Eddie, and just banish any thoughts of jealousy. It's like the cone any, of yeah, silence. Forget about it. The pasteboard cone of silence. Yeah. Also, I take it from the name you're on at noon, right? Uh, I'm guessing. Or you're sleeping with your guests. <laughs> uh, it's one of the two. Okay. Yeah, we're on at noon. Every Wednesday. Yeah. On, Every Wednesday. And, and on, I, on our friend, uh, yeah. Sweet's yeah. Network, and that we've just we, been trying. We have hundreds and hundreds of <laughs> listeners. Yeah, if, if that much. And, yeah, well, you know, listen. Well, well, listen, it takes time. Yeah, it's It an, takes time to get where we are. <laughs> well, how yeah, many, it takes time to be Anne Rice's son. It how, does. How many listeners do you have? Can you guys dozens quantify Dozens and dozens. No, dozens. we have more. Well, it's all about, the, it becomes about the downloads, right? You get okay. a, 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 we have oh. a loyal audience of okay. party people who tune yeah. into our live shows. Right. And the, we are so glad to have you. It's And that's an ever-growing number. But I, probably the biggest number we of We hear at the dinner party the show know you have many choices to make when it comes to being entertained. <laughs> Don't listen to that fucking show. <laughs> Tune in. If you if you listen to just one podcast this week, and we mean you should just listen to one but podcast that, no, this but, week. But that's the reality of podcasts is that people listen to like 40 podcasts. So Do you, they? You can get, oh my God, podcast sure. fans are It's devoted. the new radio. Yeah. Like, is it? You can, you can download five or six different shows and then that's what you listen to. And then to where do they listen to these things? While they're like doing the laundry yeah, or taking communion? You or while you're drinking your alone. Alone at home, and drinking alone at home, based yeah, on their tragic comments. nights, a home alone. Yeah. Yes, drinking absolutely. Alone. That's... Uh, on public transportation, people who take public transportation <laughs> often say to me they listen no, to their podcast really? in their car if they have a commute. Oh, well yeah, done. You can plug yeah. your iPad into your car. Now. Well done. Not my car. My, my boyfriend, car was... yeah, he lives an hour away, so I put on a podcast while I drive to visit him. Exactly. Exactly. And it's a continuous thing. You don't Hours, have to keep. Of you keep yes, the, now that our show's yes. an hour, not two. She puts on. Well, I feel as if I've discovered a whole new world. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, we just joined Instagram. Okay. Don't feel like well done. I saw that. Yes, I saw that. Very, very yes. We, I like the photos. Got a horrible picture of me and decided that. Well, this why is why waste I it? don't like Instagram because no picture is perfect. Also, it doesn't let you zoom in. So. I, that's dumb. It doesn't yeah. let you zoom in, but then it it makes you select how you're supposed to look. I have this waddle. Because I'm old, I don't see it. and no, in pictures it shows oh, up. Oh, okay. And so it makes me it's look your like I have. Waddle, oh, the it's ghost my picture. Waddle. It's it's just a horrible thing. So I'm going to talk to your plastic surgeon shortly after this. Uh, broadcast <laughs> I know a guy to have it. If totally if you have not, if, you, if this is your first uh, live cast of the dinner party show, Alec Mappa was our first guest after Eric went away for a little procedure. Oh, oh my and god! And we said, how long before Alec right. realized we were taking bets? On and how long, long did it take? Oh, I would say 55 seconds. 55 seconds. I looked like, at him literally and I was... walked in and went, "What's different? You did something different with your face." And I was like, "Well, okay." Then. I'm a little old Jewish lady from the Lower <laughs> East Side. All, yeah. What's wrong with your face? <laughs> what, what do you do? Yeah. It's kind of, it was kind of like that. But it was a. It no, was not how it happened. It was a transformation. Yeah, you looked yeah, like it really you, was. You had did forty hours job. of sleep. Like <laughs> you looked very well rested in a hyperbaric chamber, yes. and then put on a mask. Wait, yeah. let's let's talk for a second about what you did. You had the eye. And the thing, I just, I like, yeah, I went in to um, lose for fewer chins, Uh and uh, but my friend who gave me the uh, who gave me the the surgery as a as a birthday present (gasps) also um, went in and uh, took a lot some of the eyelids out. I've got this was a birthday present. I usually get Target gift cards. I mean, that it was a really great birthday present, and another friend. 
Christopher's mom, I put me up at her house with um and and her staff looked after me. It was my recovery center, Aww. the facial recovery center. So yeah. meanwhile, I got a break from everybody. My mother was busy. My <laughs> other was mother, unconscious. Eric Shaw Quinn, was busy. They were all busy. Yeah. I was here running around. Oh, so it was great. Reading so, yeah. ebooks and just if, being if, crazy. If, if, if we, and then if he I, did something with a laser where he like resurfaced mm. the whole thing. So I looked like I had been in a horrible fire. Right, right. Right. And then like my head was wrapped like Mole Man. There was uh-huh. like this much of my face was So visible. what was the healing time? How long did it take you? Honestly, I healed really quickly. Um he it said took about thirty five minutes faster because their beard grows in and so it moves the epithelial cells. I think oh, I'm saying that right. Okay. Back to the that would have been my first guess. Like a phoenix <laughs> right? from the ashes, yes. he blows <laughs> anew. Literally, epithelial literally. Actually, there were actually layer. ashes. Yeah, and I, I looked well, a little weird for. Uh, I'm going to say three or four months. You still look kind of weird. Yeah, I always <laughs> looked a little weird, but um, but like it sort of settled down. A little after. weird, like like uh, like puffy. Like uh, a little, like, like kind of Jack my Nicholson skin was really, My skin was mm. really sensitive, yeah. so wow. I was a little, like, you have to be really careful of the sun. Because all my friends who get their boobs done, like, the boobs are, like, when they first start out, like, right below the goiter. Like, like they're, like, <laughs> right. the boobs are up to the esophagus, and then it takes a couple months for them to settle. But, like, anytime somebody's gotten a boob job right away, that's like, boy, those are really high. I By the way, these are natural, everyone, believe it or not, and that's why they're down here. So I immediately, is it bad that as soon as you started saying that, my eyes went right to your breast? Like, I may be a gay Please, man, but I'm still a man. We, t- like, we talk about her boobs all the time. My jewels are up here. She's wearing the all most the spectacular oh. diamond Beautiful. necklace. Yeah, yeah, I make my own jewelry a lot, but uh, this one, I don't look too close. You gotta <laughs> aim it down here. Just to... um, <laughs> the, this is my auxiliary necklace. The good one, I couldn't find last minute. I was like turning my apartment upside down. Oh, I think good, it's great I, that you I have gonna an gonna auxiliary say, yeah. necklace. It's at the I bottom of a sock drawer someplace. Do you like break a piece of glass and like it's behind yeah, for emergencies, I... break glass and there's a set of jewelry in there? <laughs> I, well, I just have this enormous, you know, trunk of old things whenever something breaks i glue it to another thing like this <laughs> bracelet is 20 years of broken reduce reuse recycle <laughs> that trunk is where she found alec by the way <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and that trunk alec Mom. and the magic met. began hello i'm in your trunk i'm fixing your jewelry he's after me lucky charm so, um, I think it's so generous that you came on to talk about your show and we've only talked about Eric's face. <laughs> that's what I like. This is sort of how the I dinner like the party show, that's show all goes. all about my face. So, Kofi Annan, that's what like, do you think of my face? Because uh, um, <laughs> yeah, that's who we're having on the show. You know what? It's, it's a weird thing. I, like, I thought that it, well, you guys come in so prepared. Look at this. You have notes. You have iPads. There's we, we have, have diet coke. We have two years of experience. Disastrous evenings of like, oh my god. No, I mean our show comes on. It's literally like, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> but that's that's the ideal situation. I mean, a lot of what's happening here is that we produce this whole studio as well. And I know. everyone who works here is usually drunk and high. And they, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, they're actually great. Uh, yeah, don't, you but, know, but when your you, champagne glass. You walk in and just do the show, which is the uh, you know it's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have not. We have learned a lot, and it's been a great experience. I don't mean to trash that right. side of it, but but um, what's but, the worst show you've ever had well, I, outside of this one? No, we had a show. It was because of a technical problem, <laughs> right? Having to this do is with not a bad show, Alex. Stop trying. <laughs> See his insidious marketing campaign. Yeah. It's beginning already. We'll pull He's this trying to sabotage the show. He came to fuck up. I the show. see you, Mappa. <laughs> da, 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 da. Right. <laughs> we'll edit this. Our show is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we made you sign those releases because we're going to edit you into being Ron Paul supporters. Um, we had a we had a technical malfunction on a show where the cable just sort of gave out during a live broadcast. And I was, was like, on there that was, show. There was nothing we could. No, you were not on that. show. I was on that show when something went wrong. Were you? Something no. went wrong oh, with no. the audio. That's another time when something went. Oh, uh, okay. We were this able was to the fix worst. that. You said what was the worst? The worst. Yeah. yeah. Who was the guest? Was it Goldie Hawn? Or, no, or, the uh, guest was Chaz Bono, and we were really excited. <sighs> and we had, to our credit, we had pre-recorded the interview with Chaz, so Thank Chaz wasn't sitting God. there while it all fucked up. But we had promoted it and 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 endured 
ugly shit on Facebook because we had pushed the post to people, and so it what? suddenly picked all these transphobic people to send uh. the post to. But we had really we had worked up, and it had been this intense experience. Aren't people and then, great? Don't you just love? There people? were transphobic Facebook posts. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, they because were because of yeah. Chaz Bono. Yeah, because we. Who are these people? Are I they your no mother's idea. friends out in Palm no, Springs? No, I'm like, how the <laughs> fuck would Facebook decide to push this to these people? We're gonna talk about all that and more here as Alec and Calpurnia sabotage ugly the stories coming up. The now. worst show ever. <laughs> Where we went wrong, right here on the Dinner Party Show. Tired of dining alone? Enjoy the Dinner Party Show with friends. Like us on Facebook and become one of our party people. Then, during our live shows on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, you can join the conversation and post questions for Christopher, Eric, and their guests. During the week, drop in for tasty side dishes, show updates, and fun with the other party people. The Dinner Party Show. You are the life of our party. We're a middle-class family struggling to make ends meet. Our income is actually lower than it was in the 90s, while the top 20% of earners have experienced a 70% increase in wealth since the Bush tax cuts produced the worst economic crisis since the Depression. That's why we're not voting in the midterm elections. That's right. If there's no one running for president... We feel strongly we should abdicate our responsibility and cede power back to the people who've been skull-fucking us since Reagan began the Upward Wealth Redistribution Program that will ensure our kids are the first generation in U.S. history who don't actually do better than we do. As a woman, I'd much rather complain about losing the right to make my own medical decisions and just keep quoting that same tired statistic about earning 77 cents for every dollar a man earns. That's why I'm not voting in the midterm elections. As a minority voter, it is not enough for me that one party is clearly more focused on taking away my voting rights to ensure that anti-minority, anti-woman, anti-civil rights, anti-progress, pro-billionaire agenda than they are in running the country or even living up to their oath of office. That's why I've decided not to take a couple hours to vote in the midterm elections. Because why would I want to do anything that might change the system that is so clearly not working for me? That's right. We'd rather be gunned down in the streets. Or pepper sprayed. For protesting the very rights that we so casually gave away by not voting for progressive or at least uncorrupted politicians and causes when we had the chance. I believe in stronger gun regulations to stem the tide of -of out-of-control gun violence. So I'm not going to vote in the midterm elections because that's going just great. My career, future, credit, and homeowning opportunities will be crippled by paying my share of the usurious, legislatively mandated fixed interest on the $1.2 trillion in student loans. So I'm not voting in the midterms. The fact that the courts are finally offering up the civil rights that gay people have been struggling for for generations is not enough to get me off my ass to vote in the midterms, even though the corrupt partisan legislators who are likely to be elected if I don't could ensure that the courts are packed with anti-equal rights conservatives for generations to come. Look, the fact that all my dreams have not come true in the two years since I voted is why I'm so dissatisfied with the president's performance that I'm going to sit out the midterm election and, by not voting, cast my vote for the people I'm already certain will do nothing to help me or my family or anyone who isn't an old, rich, white guy, no matter what hot bullshit about freedom and the Constitution they're peddling. It's time to put an end to class warfare. The upper class is one, and it's time to stay away from the polling places and put away the one tool that might have any hope of beginning to change the 30-plus year legacy of income inequality that is corroding and destroying every aspect of American life. Why do the one thing you can do to fix a broken system when you can complain about it instead? Don't vote in America! 
Paid for by the soulless billionaires and old rich white guys who are counting on your apathy, laziness, and downright stupidity to maintain their stranglehold on the very institution that was devised to help you. Thank you for being such a bunch of morons, America. We are enjoying all your money. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Let's dish! Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Good, you remembered. And our guests are Alec <laughs> Moppa and Calpurnia Adams. Yeah, From that rival show, Nooner. They're from Nooner on Tony Sweet's UBN Network. Every Wednesday. On UBNRadio.com every Wednesday at noon. Every Wednesday at noon. Couldn't do every day, huh? No. Too busy? No. Too hungover, let's be honest. For being on our show. Yeah, no. So we have something here on the dinner party show called The Party Line, which is 323-PEZ-TDPS, and we invite people to call in and just say hideous things, and we're going to play some of them oh, for you no. now. Is it going to be mean? No, or? Okay. of course not. Are you okay. kidding? We hate mean people. They suck. Okay, here we, we go. Fuck mean, mean right. people. Okay. okay. We're the mean people Buckle here. up. This is a message for Alec. Hey, my name is Jennifer. Um, this is um, a message for Alec. I was just wondering, Alec, um, when you went to NYU... Did you ever know of a tall, funny actress? <laughs> I know who this um, is. Uh, she was and exquisitely see, like beautiful. It never takes Alex long. Um, to she out. was about six feet tall. <laughs> she was she funny oh, then? <laughs> That's what I, I don't. I forget her name. When she slouched, she, she was six feet tall. <laughs> right? Anyway, hi, Alec. It's Kristen Johnston. I I don't know. No, I don't wear. Reveal. I wanted to go further, but uh, uh, I love you, sweetheart. You're so funny. Oh, uh, how you. nice. How lovely. She yeah. was our guest last week. And yes. uh, she, when we told her that you were coming on, she oh, I have to leave a message oh, or something. Oh, my Alex. God. Yeah. She was one of the the mutant sophomores of NYU. Like, there was there was a whole group of us who never got cast in anything. And it was me, Kristen Johnston, Molly Shannon, <laughs> and Adam Sandler. Like, we could not get arrested. The people who went on to work. You're they, kidding yeah, me. Yeah, they couldn't figure out what to do with us, where to put us. And I think Kristen did, like, maybe three people. Plays the entire time she's at NYU. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she would look. Yeah. Because she was the looked like what was going to get her cast for the rest of her life. Uh, it was yeah. bananas, and and then she would, do, and then she, we would do comedy nights and stuff, and she would get up, and she was just so talented and everything. So it was like such a no surprise that she ended up where she we ended up. And I ran ball. into her years later after she had won just won a Golden Globe. Or where she was at the Golden Globes. Aww. And I was like, how are you? How was it? She goes, it was surreal. It was like all these like women who weighed 100 pounds and me with my pot roast head. You know, just like. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something yeah. she'd say. Yeah, yeah She's a riot. Yeah. Which was really cool. All last week. I think our next message is for Calpurnia. Let's hear it. Oh, see. God. How'd you even get one for me? I... Hi, this is Jordan Ampersand, critic at large for the dinner party show. And I don't know why I'm not there, but apparently I'm not allowed to be there while I have guests in the Uh studio. Anyway, this question is for Calpurnia Adams. What's it like to be amazing? Ah, wow. Well, it's the only time Jordan's ever been nice to anyone. So, you know, count yourself. Jordan's probably seen one of your many shows at Hamburger Mary's. The funny thing is, he doesn't talk about this a lot, but I put Jordan in drag for probably like it it was the hundredth time he had done it. But I I put him in drag one time, and you know, just a natural beauty through and through. It was the slightest bit of Vaseline on the lips. So it was very simple drag. Was he like Sigourney? Weaver in Alien, like in <laughs> a bra. Oh well, no, he's not nearly that much. If Sigourney shopped it out of the closet on a budget of five dollars and, a... and was three and a half feet tall, <laughs> yeah, the but, well done. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what is it like to be amazing, though? You know. Oh God, I wish I knew. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, like constantly boiling in a in a pot pot of self hatred, loathing. You know. Right. Flaws. That's why we're that's friends. That's what we're all. That's what so. we all do. We're artists. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is your life a surprise to you? Like, is this really where you expected that things would go when you made the choices that you've made? I mean, you were in the Marine Corps. Yeah, I was a combat medic uh, in the Navy with the Marines. I'm showgirl. You know, I'm also a certified Apple iOS developer and computer programmer. So, uh, Are you really? Yeah. Really? And we might actually call you for she's, technical. She's like right. MacGyver. It's Maybe not, you can um, fix my iPad. Yeah. It hasn't I, worked since the last update. I Tell can. people how to kill people by pulling their um, throat out. <laughs> 
No, I'm going to want to talk to legal. No, 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 no. You told me this one time. Alec loves my old story. You know, when I was in basic training, then after that I went through my medical training, and then I went to sort of a Marine Corps secondary boot camp mixed with intensive medical training Mm -hmm. where they have things like goat lab where you actually, um, you know, insert an intravenous catheter into a living goat. Nice. You, you know, know like you do. Recalled my childhood sacrifices wow. in a <laughs> southern fundamentalist right. Christian cult. But Sorry, yeah, I should the, laugh. I don't want to offend goats. <laughs> the southern, yeah. We'll, we'll get the, the goat yeah. hate mail is yeah. rolling okay. in now, yes. No, so. I'm, I'm from the country, honey. I, w- I will literally hack an animal to death and cook it for dinner. But, I mean, yeah. that's but what this you do. is why you should stand next to Calpurnia Adams late night when you're like withdrawing money from an ATM. Because, well, you reach and grab their voice box if you can, you know, and crush it. <laughs> <laughs> crush it. I love your crush it. delicate ladylike okay. way in which and we're then, telling this and story. And th- then you yank it is the hard part. You, you can get your fingers around behind it. It's just a little tube. And then if you can get your fingers behind it, you crush and yank. And it's kind of hard to get in there, but if you can. Christopher, you, you should see the so expression like the on touch your face right now. Yeah, you can. It's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a, I'm seeing a one-woman show called Clutch and Grab. <laughs> right. About clutch. about your military Actually, background. it could be a two-woman show. One's Clutch and yeah. one's Grab. Are you know, oh, yeah, absolutely. Or you have a puppet that you do the Clutch and Grab on. It's just yeah. cartilage, folks. You just reach it's, in, you it's grab, just cartilage. you pull it out. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. absolutely. Well, that's an important skill to have. Oh, yeah, I think that's yeah. really helpful. Another message on our party line. I think this one might actually be for for Alan. Oh. Mm. Hi, this is Jordan Ampersand, <laughs> critic of large Again, the dinner party show. And given that I am not allowed to be in the studio uh-huh. when they have <laughs> guests call. on that people actually like, <laughs> I am asking my question here. Alec Mappa, as a new father, I would just like to know if new. when you got your child. You were given paperwork that allowed you to give him back if he stopped being cute or didn't do what you said. Because I know that if a child isn't cute or he doesn't do what he says or what you say, excuse me, he will take time away from you going to clothing optional resorts in Palm Springs. They should do when they're older. Thank you for your time and congratulations on being a new dad. (laughs) I think Jordan saw Baby Daddy like last week. Unfortunately, we were not given the paperwork no. that would able my son is here today in the studio I'm so, so glad he's listening out there on the and, iPad yeah, yeah. and um, <laughs> all he heard at one point was rimming on how to get rid of murder <laughs> So, Did he um, know what that meant? Well, listen, I feel that children should be told the truth at all times. <laughs> about so, women. like, what, well, and sometimes yeah. the truth is dad doesn't want to talk uh, yeah. about that. About everything. Like, what, well, he moved in with us immediately. We didn't have a chance to de gay the house. So, um, he walked in at one point with a ball gag, you know, into the <laughs> living room. And he looked at me and my husband. He's like, What's this? And I said, Well, you know, when a master and a pig bottom love each other very much. <laughs> so. <laughs> He was the only kid in kindergarten who knew what a safe word was. So. <laughs> More important skills. Have you taught him the thing about the voice box yet? <laughs> Not yet. No. I'm leaving that to Auntie Callie. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, a good yeah, plan. Yeah. You want to no. get this? Who's his favorite aunt? Who's like, oh, you know, I just like... Auntie Andrea was his favorite aunt. Uh, two, I feel like I was at the house when I heard him say that. His two favorite aunts are both trans. Okay. That's, yeah. that's being raised right. Trance. Trance. Andrea James yeah, is <laughs> trans ants. Trans yeah. ants. Oh. Andrea James is the director of the film version yes, of Baby Daddy, of Baby your Daddy. one-man show. Yeah, which has been traveling everywhere to outfests all over the country. We I just believe, got back from Seattle. Yes, you did. And Andrea also directed you in a movie, Calpurnia, which is available on our website, thedinnerpartyshow.com. Yes, it's a sort yes. of double bill, or you can buy it as a double bill. Wow. We, yeah. we wrote some films about what it's like to be a trans actress in Hollywood, the kind of things that people say on auditions and it's like, wow, I can't even tell you're a guy and, you know, things like that. And, oh, that's And nice. you're just like trying to, you know, you're like, should I smile and still try to get this role or should I be political right When was now? the last time that happened? When was the, what was the um, last time something horrible happened? When was happened? the last time I had an audition? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no um, puff, puff. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I I should take notes. Every audition has been some insult or horrible thing. But then again, you know, any woman going on auditions or whatever, it's always like you could tighten up that ass a little, sweet cheeks, or you know. So wow. it's not easy for anybody. Well, I thought they just Hollywood. said that to me. <laughs> not the sweet cheeks part. Yeah, not just tighten, tighten it up. Just tighten it up, <laughs> tighten queen. It up. It's like a 
throwing a hot dog down a hallway. Butch it up. Yeah, <laughs> butch it up. <laughs> Tighten up. <laughs> Shut butch up. it up, sweet cheeks. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. What kind of roles are being offered to trans actors and actresses right now? Well, Is now, it actual transgender right, characters? With, with like, uh, it's, it's blowing Laverne, up right? with yeah, Laverne Cox Laverne and Cox Orange Is the New Black. On, yeah, she's, she's got a new film coming out, doesn't she? A, yeah, a, a, a documentary. Yeah, talking about trans issues. It's really blowing up in the last few years, which is thanks to so, you. Well, why you I, should like fly a banner across, you know, <laughs> LA to say you're decision. welcome. Like you've wound up being a real uh, trendsetter and an activist. Uh-huh. And I don't know that. Did you just plan to have an ordinary life and you it, you wound up being an activist sort of by accident? Yeah, I I don't know if I hadn't been trans, if I'd just been born a girl without having to transition into it. I was born in Nashville, you know, super conservative family, discouraged education, everything. I would have I would have probably gotten pregnant out of high school and and you know sort of descended into the same alcoholism and despair that I'm in now, but without all the cool <laughs> friends. Without cool but, friends. Yeah. But, but not in Los Angeles. Not in Hollywood. Yeah. Not in Los right. Angeles. Yes, that's the so. important thing. It's location, location, location. <laughs> and, and, it has been a surprise though, you know. We when, had a dinner party recently with her mother. Wow. Yeah, at our house. Oh, and is she like? That's an Outfest film in the making. Uh, uh, it, yeah. it was. No, yeah. I I tell you, growing up, she was a little bit the mom from Carrie, a little bit Aunt B. It was really difficult. Your I, dirty pillows are showing. Yeah, yeah, I I can't. I mean, we weren't allowed to go to movies, so I never saw ET or Disney. We couldn't listen to modern music, so I went through the eighties. Wow. Missed the entire eighties music scene. Everything. So, you know, but uh, that's a it. blessing. And then flash forward, she's at, at my house in the backyard, surrounded by every drag queen and showgirl. Yeah, twenty five years and later, gay activist in Los Angeles. First yeah. time we had ever spent more than an hour or two in each other's company in at a time. So that's really. And, yeah, that's Alec amazing. Was, Alec was my, you know, baptism into the gay world for mom. Wow. How do you like that? Baptism How of fire. She, right? At she least. was great. She was very, very sweet. She's ad- she's advanced a lot. She she's sent us a down. thank you note. Yeah. Yeah. On very nice paper. Well, I think Southerners have the tendency, the desire to want to be polite. Mm-hmm. At least. To your like, face. To your face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they may still hate you, but there's, there's a certain amount of there's a certain amount of uh standing manners that I think sort you, of did compels you live there? the South. Did you live in the South? Oh yeah, I grew up in the South. Eric which which is part? The South. You are the South. I yeah, I'm for, originally from Natchitoches. I lived in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Well, that's where they filmed Steel Magnolia. That's it correct. is, girl. <laughs> you actually know that. Yeah. Wow. Drink your juice, Shelby. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Hard uh, to believe I'm gay, isn't it? Dallas and then Clinton, Louisiana, and uh, El Paso, mm, which kind of is you beyond lived in Dallas? Southern. When yeah. did you live in Dallas? When my father was at SMU. Oh, when he was learning to be a minister, where oh. he became an atheist. I um, would have been treating you differently this whole time if wow. I had known you would spend time South in Dallas. And South Carolina, also Oklahoma. Basically. It's a like, whole different world. It is really a very different yeah. sort of environment. And it's, the, you know, like it, it has that sort of quality of being nice while they hate your gods. You Did know, you like, feel that way? Did you feel uh, you became a Southerner in Louisiana when it you was lived very, there? My process was very strange because I was born in Northern California in mm-hmm. San Francisco in the, in the late 70s. And mm-hmm. so it was like post-hippie. It was early AIDS, which mm-hmm. was dark. Um, but it was a very... <laughs> could not be a more diametrically opposed world to the one I ended up in New Orleans when we moved there in 88. And we moved there just in time for the Republican National Convention. Nice. Mm. And I mean, I had come from, we would demonstrate at my old school in San Francisco. Our teachers were all lesbians. You know, we would link hands around the Capitol building. Mm -hmm. Freeze, please. I remember. Wow. You know, the Sandinistas were a problem. And then you moved to New Orleans it's like, bomb them! Right, exactly. Bomb them all or else they're going to come here! Um, So it was very strange. Everybody's dying to get to New Orleans. I know, right? New All Orleans is under but threat. But even New Orleans is like pretty kind of whatever. I mean, they're they're not as I mean, they're really into football and church. But it, it, as opposed to the rest of Louisiana, it has well, a more yeah. tolerant. Yeah. New Orleans it has a more tolerant and Atlanta are the view. same way. They're these little islands of of culture and and openness, mm-hmm. surrounded by very um very entrenched, surrounded often by this bigoted donut areas of hate. Yeah, well, donuts of hate. Exactly, it's a great the, expression. You know, in the South, they don't mind gay people as long as you don't put it in their face. You know, it's like they a lot of people. Well, 
we got that friend or my hairdresser and yeah. you know what they are, you know, right. and that's fine and it's a giggle. But when they go to church, they're like, well, but they are going to hell, you know. Right. Yeah. But the You know, Dan Savage was on the show and he had an interesting thing to say. I thought, you know, like, isn't it already getting better, Dan? You know, like that was my take. And he yeah, said, really? because all of us left... It actually got worse for the younger people who were left behind. You know, like that we were all in New York and L.A. And then suddenly everyone back home knew what those fags were because they had seen us on TV. Right. But what it's become, though, is it's harder to keep the world out. Yes. Because I I was on that show on AMC where I went to small towns across America. And I found that in the past that they were able to keep the outside world out. Mm -hmm. But now but because of the interweb, the minute you open up your laptop, the world just comes in and you can't hide from them and they can't hide from you. It gives people the chance to know other people. Mm -hmm. I think that the greatest barrier to... Uh, acceptance is just ignorance. People mm. don't know. They meet you and you're, oh, you're actually not. You yeah, know, lack you of exposure. And you're not terrible. And I think that, you know, and, and now with the, the insidious, creeping gay marriage thing taking over the country, I'm so happy. Every single week. We're yeah. going to play this short promo and then we'll be back for the dessert to finish up the show with uh, Calpurnia Adams and that Alec fellow. Everybody fucking dance. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where dessert is the most important meal of the day. All right, welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. <laughs> and that was the promo we had to play. That was the break. As you were, as you were. We like to divide the show up into meal segments, right? Oh, so this is dessert. Well done. This is dessert. So and cover yourself with the powdered sugar now. <laughs> Eat some of Eric's homemade cookies. There's, those cookies are delicious. Yeah. Clayton on Twitter. Gift boxes of cookies. Those are, those are husband lobby. getting cookies. Clayton on Twitter is a 15-year-old gay guy, and he says he loves this show to death. It's like penis. He can't get enough. Oh, Aww. Clayton, that's so sweet. Aww. That's so touching. And our party people have made a special request. Calpurnia, they would like to hear you say, bless your heart. Oh, well, bless their heart. There you go. <laughs> bless your heart. Done. Done. That's that's pure Tennessee right there. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It's like, Unadulterated. We've just repossessed your home and killed your cat. Well, bless your heart. Absolutely. Bless your heart. I heard the next step from bless your heart is God love him. Uh-huh. Oh, God yeah. Love him. Yeah, God uh-huh. love him. Uh-huh. What's the one you always say? The Takes family? all kinds to make a world. Mm-hmm. Sure do. <laughs> My mother would say that so that people could hear it. Mm-hmm. Well, it takes just, all kinds to make a world I, as we were walking away from some eccentric Ultimate person. passive aggressive. <laughs> Kind of like it just oh god. Sorry if you're yeah. listening, mom. I tell my boyfriend I'm always like, well, you're something else, and you know he's like, what does that mean? Else. That's Texas. That's yeah. a, that, I heard that a lot in Texas. My you father's side of the family. You are Texas. something else. You are something else. Well, well I I'll never. Just tell you. Right. I never could either be shock and horror, or isn't that interesting? Your or art stop project. saying that. Well, I never. Mm-hmm. Well, I never means. I do not want to hear that again. <laughs> my father used to act out what a phone call to his mother was like. And this, his mother was from Dallas. My father was uh-huh. a Texan through and through. She the still only is. Thing, she still is. She is still going in her 90s in Dallas, Texas. And he would wow. call, bring, bring. Hey, mother, how you doing? Well, I'm fine. I'll let you go now. <laughs> that was it. She was done. She did, like, that's the Texas thing. Like, we're sweet, but we do not want to talk. What is all of this talk that's happening? Like, let's Texans not get are into like, it. Like, let's be, no, just there wasn't anything to get into. She was going to bed at the same time every night, 8 o'clock. Woman has gone to bed at the same time every night of her well, life. Well, what if she had called in an earlier hour? Yeah, no, it was like, that's all they really had to say. I'll let you go now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot of this getting into feelings. Wow. It's sort of like the Aurora in terms over, like, of endearment. Are you still alive? Okay, good. All right. I'll see you later. I would prefer conversations like that with my father. If he would like, I'm going to let you go now. It, my conversation with my father is like, do you know who's dead? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you called. Somebody else is dead. <laughs> my nephew once said to me, are you done talking to me yet? I was like, well, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. It's my favorite. Are wow. you done talking to He's the best. Yeah, we'd wow. had a long... Yeah, I 
been gotten my allotted time on the phone, oh, and then it was. Go. So, are you done talking to me yet? That's going to be me someday. With that's my son. A, I, unfortunately that is a perfect wrap up to what has been a wonderful show. Good we night, are out everybody. of time. We are done. We're never We're done, done talking never. to you, Alec, wow. and you, Calpurnia. And Welcome. Next Sunday, come back again. We will be. Oh yeah, the show is called something, and it's on so, at some time. It's on something and something. Not, no, it's called Nooner, and it's on the UBN network at uh, Wednesday at noon. Yeah, UBNradio.com. Thursday at seven fifteen. And then you Thursday can follow at... us on Instagram and Twitter under our names, Calpurnia. And I'm going to be on uh, Switched at Birth season four on ABC Family. Oh wow! And, oh. Uh, I'll else? I'll be in Croatia November eighth. <laughs> I will. I'm not kidding. Really? <laughs> yeah. And then v- London. visiting Bella me. I'm sure. I, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll be playing the violin, the fiddle. So y'all oh. come out and see me, Croatia. <laughs> she's getting all the, she's like getting all the big gigs now, Croatia. Excellent, excellent. It's because she hooked up with you, friend. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. you stick with Alec and you go places. You're welcome. So next week, uh, next Sunday, this time we will be live again, and we will be talking to Jenny Johnson, oh. Twitter comedian, the woman who shut down Chris Brown's Twitter account. Oh. I'm not sure she'll be happy I'm introducing her that way, but but we are. Yeah, and she's from Texas, so hopefully she'll allow us to say insulting things I hope about she'll Texas. Have more to say. Ain't that a punch in the eye? Absolutely. I'm Christopher Wright, and I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and you've been listening to the Dinner Party Show. Thanks.